You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 44. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and today we have Coach Tulin in the house. Coach Tulin is amazing, and I know you're going to fall in love with her. And we talk about plus-size fitness, but I'm going to say, even if you aren't, if that doesn't resonate with you at all, there are some gold mines in this episode that will relate to anyone, no matter where you are on this journey. Coach Tulin has a way of speaking truth in such an eloquent way. She's not afraid to like say the real things, to be vulnerable, and to share what she really thinks, but she does it in a way that is just so motivating and inspiring, and I know that you are going to love her like I love her. So Coach Tulin has a hashtag hashtag fit has no size. And I would love you guys to like check out the hashtag to use it. She has such an amazing platform and I'm really excited for her to share her journey. She's been somebody who has been through a spectrum. She started out anorexic. She's been uh, obese and is in the plus size industry. And she really has such a unique perspective that I just sat here and was like nodding my head and wanting to give a round of applause after everything she said. I think you guys are going to love her. So let's hop into that episode with Coach Tulin. All right. And I would like to welcome Coach Tulin to the podcast. Hey, Tulin, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm excellent. I'm really excited to be able to chat with you today because I think you have a really unique perspective that I think needs to be shared more. And I think you have some good insight for some of my listeners today. So I'm excited. So Me too. Let's, I, and I think I have good insight too. <laughs> you do have amazing insight. And let me tell you, uh, Coach Tulin is confident too. And you know how I love me a confident woman. So uh, oh. it's going to be good. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm flexing right now, Amber. I'm flexing my <laughs> bicep right now. <laughs> Heck yeah. All right. So can you kind of give us a background? Tell us who you are, what you do, and how you kind of got into the world of fitness. All right. So I go by Coach Tulin. I am the plus size health and fitness motivator. I help plus size women start and re-engage in fitness, but here's the secret. I don't just help those who are plus size. I have a lot of fitness professional, big name fitness professionals, people who want to better serve and have a better understanding of where different people are starting on their journey. Some people deal with mobility issues, things like that. But for me, I am a former anorexic. I know when you look at my picture, it's hard to believe, but that's the truth. I really had, um, I've had a couple of eating disorders in my life. One of them was anorexia. And I spent the majority of my life in absolute self-hatred, trying to conform to what society said that beautiful, but really beautiful meant acceptable and worthy to me. Mm -hmm. And I spent so much of my life trying to fit into this box. And quite frankly, I didn't fit. And no matter 
how hard I tried with anorexia to get into a certain weight, things like that, I just couldn't get down far enough. And I was raging. I, and I, as a matter of fact, I actually failed the 10th grade because of my anorexia. Spent wow. five years in high school. Yeah, uh, nearly six. But the interesting thing was, while I was going through all this, even in high school, I was really fighting for this belief that it has no size, just my hashtag, it has no size. And I remember we had a gym teacher that was like, um, okay, so if you're this tall, you should weigh this amount. And here I am anorexic, probably haven't eaten for a few days. And I stand up and I said, you know, I call BS on that chart. I mean, to think that if you're this height, you have to weigh that weight, that's impossible. And the reason why is because on the low end of that scale they presented, I was trying to break through and I just could not make it happen. So therefore I wasn't successful, but I really, really fought for this other end of this belief that we come in all these different sizes and these shapes that's ridiculous to try to fit on the, the scale. And I'll never forget one of the women or one of the girls sitting in that class came to me years later and said, you made such a huge impact on me that day in high school. This is freshman year on how, you know, fit doesn't have a size. And you have been, you know, just growing this conversation through your journey, through your struggles, and it's really made a huge impact on me. The amazing part was I'd received, you know, that that Facebook I am several years back. Two weeks later, I received another one. And it was from this girl who told me, and I don't know why she'd reached out to me, but she'd said to me, um, my entire high school career, I wanted to look like you. Um, I wanted your shape. I wanted to be your size. I wanted all those things. And she says, I got down to 59 pounds. I nearly died. My goal was to get to 54 pounds. Now, I never shared my anorexia. I didn't tell anyone. I wouldn't eat in front of people. I'd hold my, you know, my notebook over my quote-unquote stomach. But what was interesting was this girl that did this was exactly what the media at the time was telling me was beautiful, petite, blonde, skinny. And... It was really an eye-opening experience because I spent my entire life avoiding anything that involved fitness because I, I wasn't good at it. I wasn't fast. And then when you're starving, you're certainly not good at very much and definitely not fast. And I remember like I would wrap myself in saran wrap under my clothes and try not to walk crinkle. And I was on the basketball team. I couldn't remember what basket to throw the ball into. I mean, I was really, really sick. And my parents didn't notice. Uh, because their biggest fear for me was that someday I grew up and be fat. And so for them, because I was now, quote unquote, skinny or acceptable or whatever that was for them, I'd not put words in their mouth, um, they never saw me and the struggle that I had because visually I was what they deemed accept- acceptable. Mm-hmm. And so I battled this for a, a good portion of my life. In high school, I started having hormonal issues, could talk to me about it. Senate later, I had endometriosis and PCOS. I had male pattern balding. And when I finally got diagnosed, I'll never forget, like at the time, people weren't really getting diagnosed um, easily. And I, he handed me a paper. I had male, my hair is falling out in clumps. And basically, I'm looking at this, this article of what the rest of my life is going to look like. And I'm gaining massive amounts of weight. And I'm like, what is going on? And so now we have a lot more education when it comes to, you know, PCS and, you know, hormonal issues and the connection with, you know, food, things like that. But we didn't then. I um, later became a plus-size model. I became a plus-size model, again, to show that fit has no size. My hair started growing back. Had uh, a decent amount of success there. And I became the national spokesman for the largest PCOS organization. And I recognized that there was a connection between food, which I was being taught, not through the organization, but through someone else, prior to all being on the Internet, connection between food, and sickness. Mm-hmm. 
And when I started making that connection, making those changes, something very interesting happened in my PCOS and my symptoms. Um, I ended up stepping down from the organization because they were very pharmaceutical driven. Their board of directors was very much uh, geared toward uh, that alignment. And I stepped down and said, there's a connection between these two. Fast forward, after my modeling career, um, I'd been re-divorced and I met my, my now husband and my last husband. I'm not collecting any more last names. <laughs> and <laughs> we built, or I should say he built, I was a part of it, a building successful business. We had a business partner who couldn't handle the success. Threatened to kill 40 employees at us on Christmas Eve. He was the largest media, uh, media distributor on eBay and Amazon. Millions and millions and millions of dollars. Christmas Eve, sent all the employees home, barricaded ourselves in the office, and waited for him to show up with a firearm so we can get him arrested. Very long story short, we lost everything we owned. The only thing we gained was 280 pounds between my husband and I. Yeah. I gained 180. I'm clearly very competitive. He has multiple sclerosis. <laughs> you win. <laughs> yeah. I win. Yay! That wasn't the award I was going for. Nobody wakes up in the morning and says, hey, I want to gain 180 pounds today, unless somebody's like, you know, I understand people need to gain weight, but I mean, nobody wakes up and says, hey, yeah. I want to be super obese and very immobile. Yeah. Um, he has multiple sclerosis and all the stress. Uh, he was suicidal, all the stress and everything he was going through. Uh, he lost the ability to walk for two years. Here we are with two little ones, not a dollar to our name. Business is gone. Um, just trying to save ourselves, and we lost everything that broke home us. And it was at this point that, you know, it wasn't <laughs> how do you find a job? You know, like, we got to find a job. We got to do something. So why not start a business? I started building somebody else's dream. I was making $2 an hour, working 18-hour days and 48-hour streams every single month. It's not because they were paying me low. It was because I was wearing five different massive hats in media to turn this magazine around into something profitable. And so I did what it took, building somebody else's dreams. And I was told in that process, um, you know, here I am. I can't walk up a New York City block. I'm, um, you know, I can't lay in my back. I literally am suffocating. Um, I can't walk up the 12 steps up to this apartment that actually accepted us, not based off of our bank account or credit score. And I have to rest in between getting up. I'm ashamed to tell my husband that I can barely move my body. My, my waist is nearly 70 inches, if not more. And I'm like, what am I going to do? And so I decided to pop in a workout DVD. I'm like, I'm tired of beating myself up. I just want to live. It's not about weight loss. Like it just, I just, I'm cardiovascular in really bad shape. And I'm just like, I want to live. And I pop in those workout DVD. I do nothing like them. They're jumping around. I sway side to side. They're doing crunches. I'll sway to side to side, get two to three minutes of an exercise. Uh, dry heave three times, that good workout after every one. I said, I'm not beating myself up today. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to beat myself up for the next 14 days. And I'm actually going to celebrate the stuff I actually did and not worry about how well I did it or what it looked like in comparison to. I'm just going to once in my life say, good job to Lynn. Mm -hmm. Good job for taking two to three minutes. Good job for getting four to five minutes. Mm -hmm. And I started moving my body just from a place of self-love. I went looking online for a version of myself at the time, couldn't find her. I became her for myself and created a movement. At the time, plus-size women um, in the plus-size industry, and I love the plus-size industry. It is not a negative. Let me make that very, very clear. But there's a few voices in the industry that somewhere along the lines that said, if you love yourself, you don't care if you work out or if you move your body. Mm -hmm. It wasn't an industry-wide thing, but they were big enough voices. Yeah. And... I was told sharing a journey online is bad for plus size women and you should not do that. Hmm. And I was done being told 
what I should do, what I shouldn't do, other people's opinions of me, the value of me. I was done. Mm -hmm. It was a straw that broke the camel's back. I looked at my husband, again, without a dime to our name. I mean, I'm literally getting checks sent to me via Western Union, um, cashing them in, and then taking the cash to the grocery store. I don't care how many hours I have to work. I just want to make sure there's food in my kid's belly. Mm-hmm. So when people say I can't invest in my fitness or my or my nutrition. Yeah, I call BS on that too because that's the excuse we tell ourselves. Mm-hmm. There's enough people that will sit there with you and believe that. And my husband looked at me and said, friends don't let friends die. And I said, fine. And I started sharing my journey online. No following. No one cared. I can't even tell the thing that I wrote in the four, first 14 days of my journey that I kept this journal online on my Facebook page. And um, it created a movement. And uh, I think I went through all that stuff to be able to help women get a voice that fit has no size and the size of your body doesn't determine the size of your journey. And we don't need a, you can do it girl in a slow down, dumb down version that we can do badass workouts too, that we can go on accomplishing things and, and change our mind about that. It's not about the weight on our body. It's about the weight we carry between our ears, the things that we tell ourselves that we can't do, but in every can't, there's a can. Mm-hmm. Um, and I dedicated myself, my life to that. And that's basically my story in a nutshell, Amber. That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, Tulin and I totally resonate together with this idea that mm-hmm. what you have going on between your head is is the real work. Like that's the real yeah. work, sister. Um, so I want to kind of talk about this idea. Um, and, and this is something I think is very current in, 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 in the industry right now is this idea that we need to love our bodies and, um, you know, health has no size or, uh, you know, health at every size. How do you balance that as a plus size woman and as a, you know, a woman who's leading other plus size women, how do we balance the health aspect with the Mm -hmm. unrealistic expectations that, that sometimes society does place us? And, And I, and I think there is a wide range of like what a healthy body looks like, but you were getting to the point where it was, it was unhealthy. So how, Very. Do we, how do we navigate that? Well, you have to remember, there are people who have agenda and we like to do things that keep us comfortable. And, and I, I'm, can I have a really open conversation about what you just asked me? Heck yeah. This is serious. Okay. So here's the deal. You cannot move your body and shift the way you eat and vilify the scale. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that the scale determines your worth or progress. As a matter of fact, you and I both know that. I guarantee yes. you we do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, The scale is one piece of data about your journey. And maybe at some point during your journey, we have to call it the devil and not look at it. And I'm all good with that. Mm-hmm. That's one piece of data. Mm-hmm. Okay, There's so many other things that we can um, see if we focus on health gain and let weight loss be the byproduct. It's ridiculous to think that the body is not going to change. If you move your body. And so there's a dangerous balance that's going on. Between, there's a dangerous thing that's going on right now. I am very proud that I'm the grandmama behind the plus size fitness movement. I'm mm-hmm. very proud about the risks and the beat downs and everything that I took to save myself or my family, having no idea that it's going to create a movement. The problem is, there's an imbalance going on. And we have a responsibility for those of us who are plus size on that end of the spectrum that when we move our body, we have to be real about it. Mm-hmm. That we have a responsibility to ourselves, to the people who follow us, to our families, to those that we care about, to be very, very honest. And the honesty is, yes, we're on this journey. Yes, many of us use food to numb ourselves. But here's the balance. When we begin to look at food as 
fuel and healing is and adding in those things versus deprivation and diet culture and but enjoying that journey and understanding mm-hmm. I am feeling better. I am seeing improvements in these, all these areas of my life, whether it reflects on a scale or not, mm-hmm. that allows us to move towards our health gains, which ultimately will result in some weight loss. Now, all of us lose weight in different ways, mm-hmm. but it's a focus on weight loss. So the, the balance is when we add a weight, when we add a date, when we add goals and add, you know pull these numbers out of the air based off of some picture in our mind. That, yes. Yeah. And it's usually based off a moment in time of this picture we look at where we look at that. And the first thing we say is not about the memory in the moment or the experience, but you tell people, oh, in this picture, I weighed X amount, which is usually some lower weight. And that's our goal. Mm-hmm. But then we forget that we were on diet pills and starving ourselves or whatever we're doing to get down to some unrealistic weight. And so I think that when people begin on this journey, we start looking at this. And I, I want to have that conversation about the whole plus size thing, because I don't think people are talking about that enough. Mm-hmm. The balance in this is not about the weight loss. The, bal- the balance in this is not about losing the bat wings. It's not about the building the muscle. That's going to happen. The only muscle we should really be, or two muscles we should be focusing on. One is our heart. The better our heart is doing, the better our cardiovascular is doing, the better that we are to allow that to beat in our chest, the better that we are about feeling about this journey and the, the muscle between our ears. Not technically a muscle, but we're going to call it a muscle. Mm-hmm. The rest of it is a byproduct. But when you ask people honestly, if you ask people who are listening to this podcast right now, nine out of 10 of them are going to tell you, I want to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And that's where the imbalance occurs. Mm-hmm. I, I want to reiterate what you said because I thought, I mean, this is, this is it. This is it. Health, focus on health gains rather than weight loss. And if you, yeah. And if you, so if you are asked the question, like, what is your goal rather than saying weight loss, if you can focus on, no, my goal is, is health gains and yeah, weight loss may be a byproduct of that. And that's, you know, whatever. But if your focus stays on those health gains and it keeps you in the right mindset, it keeps you focusing on the things within your control and it doesn't yeah, get you wrapped up with the scale and get you wrapped up with your self-worth of whether you, you fit in the same jeans you did when you graduated high school. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. It, and think about what you did to get in those jeans in high school. Let's yeah. be real. Like, let's think about where our hormones were. Think about the activities we you didn't had. didn't have a baby. <laughs> Yeah, or or we were, you know, having an eating disorder. I mean, right. look at that. Like, I don't think I want to walk around those jeans anymore. I, I think we, you know, we lose sight of what strength means. Yeah. When you're stronger and you're able to stand up straight, your confidence grows. It's an inside out. It's not about walking by the mirror and going, girl, you look good. I mean, you can have those moments too. Uh-huh. But a scale up or down, if you allow that moment to affect you, that's a moment that you can choose to allow to ruin your day, your life, your decade, whatever. But when you focus on health gains, when you can look at and come out of a class and look at your, your heart rate and see how you're recovering, just as an example, mm-hmm. you have health gains all day long. That, that moment that you made the choice to grab an apple or whatever it is versus the drive through mm-hmm. some things look really, really small, but these things incrementally add up. So I talk about, you know, building up the layers, the foundations, the modifications, the, the progression. Mm-hmm. It's not about the destination. As a matter of fact, this idea that we're going to live this life and finally find our happiness at the destination mm-hmm. and our health, that's not where it is. No. It's before you even begin to lose a pound. Mm-hmm. 
Amen. Amen. Can can you talk to us a little bit about what it's, you know, having this experience of being kind of on both ends of the spectrum, right? You have this anorexic period mm-hmm. where you're very thin and then you have this mm-hmm. overweight period where you ha- had a lot more weight. Can you talk to us what it's like to be in that body? Um, I know you talk a lot about like you were taking modifications when you go to the gym because there are some considerations that plus size women have to have when they're trying to do something like sure. a burpee. So what was yeah. it like? What is it like to be in a larger body and to be trying to start this journey going to the gym and, and changing things for yourself? Okay. So, so for me, when I was anorexic, I was absolutely miserable. I mean, I'm not fueling myself. I mean, everything is pointing to just unhappy, miserable, sick. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I hit the, the, the largest end, so we're, we're guesstimating it's about 375, still didn't go any higher than 350. I knew I was sliding into 400 pounds. And we're talking about gaining 10 and 20 pounds a week, Amber. I mean, yeah. literally with hormone issues. So, so that, that, that leap wasn't much of a leap. It was more of a step. Okay. For me, I have more confidence in myself today Mm-hmm. than I ever did at a lower weight. Does that mean that I don't have more weight to lose? I'm 265 pounds. It is ridiculous to think that there's not more fat in my body to better increase my health gains. Okay. I'm not silly about it. Mm-hmm. However, I'm not waiting for that moment to have improved health. I have a resting heart rate in the morning of between 48 and 52. Yeah. I recover very quickly, you know, on the spin bike. I have the most energy in my spin class. You hear it all the time. Like I bring it. So when I go and I work out and having been plus size, I never vilify my body anymore. I never worry about anybody else's around me anymore. This is the first bits of work that I did. I began to realize that everybody else around me was worried about themselves. Nobody is watching yeah. me. <laughs> Nobody is they're not. They're not judging me. And quite frankly, if I run across the person who's doing that, which is actually more rare than common, now I just know their face. Like I've seen your face and we're done. Yeah. They don't have control or power over me. So once I started taking that back to myself, taking my power back and started moving my body, and I started recognizing the power of modifications, I didn't look at modifications. Like some people think modifications are like a slowed down version, a new slash slower is harder. Okay. That's not a modification because <laughs> you slow it down. Okay. Arms have weight. Legs have weight. Mm-hmm. You slow it down. We're sweating more. Modifications. When I started looking at that and I just started breaking it down, I go, what if I just tried it, took a step back, tried it, take us. Okay. Here. It's kind of like Goldilocks, right? Just right. Perfect. I'm going to go here. Here's my comfort level. Now I'm going to take one step outside of it mm-hmm. and challenge myself. Mm-hmm. So when I started looking at that, fitness became a game. Fitness, I gamified fitness, basically. So I was like, okay, so here's where I am. Here's what I could potentially do, but here's the reality. I may never have to do that burpee that way. I don't have to do that burpee that way to have success in my health gain journey. And so when I started recognizing that I could be strong, that I could, you know, increase my ability, that I could add an extra rep or go up a little bit in weight, or here's my comfort zone, one step out. Wow. Here's where I was when I first started. Now I'm taking this and doing compound exercise and combining things. It was giving me a thing to work towards. In those moments that I had setbacks, I had one last year, or sometimes I call it tune up. I just had a, a, a tune-up um, with a, a situation that flared up. I look at those as challenges because now here's the thing. I have all these data sets. I have all this information that showed me of what I know, what I can do. 
And if I fall back for whatever reason, whether it's going back into old habits or a sickness or loss or whatever that is, here's what I know. I have the data sets and I can see the horizon of my comfort zone. All I need to do is take these tools and the tools I used to beat myself up about. Now I've made them into tools and take one step forward every day to get back to the horizon of my comfort zone and then take one step out. So you see, Mm -hmm. because I'm on a journey, I have to have ups and downs. I have to have a step back because it's an opportunity for comeback. I have to have a flare up somewhere on my body because in that moment that allows me to say, hmm, that's something you need to work on to focus on form and to strengthen that area. It brings me back stronger. So now when things quote unquote go wrong, they set me off and be like, well, I'm spiraling out of control now. I'm like, oh no, no, this is an opportunity. So that's how I look at fitness and how I teach it. I hope that explains it well enough. Yeah, no, I think that that's awesome. Um, and I think there's a lot of women listening to this that can relate to a lot of the experiences that you have. We do Mm -hmm. have this all or nothing mentality, right? If I can't do the Mm -hmm. whole burpee, then like, why would I do any of the burpee? Um, Mm -hmm. and that's just not true. Like it's, it's not like the burpee is the gold standard or the pull-up is the gold standard and nothing else counts. Uh, that's absolutely not true. Um, there's no, there's no gold star. There's no gold star for the gold star. The pat on the back. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) There's none of that. Um, so that it's, it helps to have that perception of like, yeah, I love that you gamify it. Uh, that absolutely speaks to me as someone who's like, it's competitive. If I can gamify something, then I can like try to beat it. And, and the person that you're trying to beat is not the person next to you in the gym. It's yourself and just stepping right out, right outside that comfort zone. We're not talking about going miles outside your comfort zone, but just outside. And then that becomes your new comfort zone. And then you step a little bit more and that becomes your new comfort zone. And we keep making progress. I I did a class right now before we did, um, we recorded this podcast and brand new to me, never been in there, brand new format, whole night. I modified the crap out of it. I really did. There's some things I didn't have to, there's some things I needed to, there's, you know, the way that they format the class is new to me, right? It's a new challenge in my body. I didn't sweat any less than anyone else. I didn't get any less of a workout. Just because I'm modifying, like I'm still challenging myself. And so yeah. I would do a move and I take a step out of the comfort zone. Okay, got it. I can do more. Oh, I can do more. Oh, I can do more. Oh, wait, too much. Come back. Cool. Now I know. Mm-hmm. So this is where you can start next time. But now look what's possible. So this mentality mm-hmm. of, you know, whether it's challenging yourself or look what's possible or this is about, you know, me versus me. Like, it doesn't even have to be, for some of us, competition, like, I love competitive. For some of us, it's just like, you know what? I, I, I just want to know that I showed up. Mm. That's a, whatever that That's is a win. for you. Mm-hmm. It's a win. Mm-hmm. It's your win, not anybody else's win. Nobody else gets the gold star. You get to give it to yourself. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes going back to what we were talking about with expectations, women, uh-huh. as women, we set these high expectations of what it should look like or what it should be. And then when we don't make them, even if we get close to them, but we don't actually hit them right on, then we don't count it as a win. And I think if we can turn yeah. that around and we start like actually looking for the wins as small as they may be, like I showed up this morning, you know, I mm-hmm. drove to the gym. I, maybe I didn't go inside, but I drove to the gym. Like as we can start to like celebrate these wins, then they keep coming and they keep coming and we encourage ourselves. And I think sometimes we just, as women, especially try to beat ourselves down to be perfect. And it will because we're surrounded by other people who are just like that, that make that acceptable. Yeah. You have to change that circle. Mm. You have to change that environment. Oh, let's talk about this. So I had a question that I had mm-hmm. thought about before. And do you like, and I'm, I can 
guess the answer, but do you think that there's value in surrounding yourself with others who are walking the same journey? For example, someone who's plus size doing it with other plus size people, or do you think it's better integrating the two, right? Like having some people from different walks of life. So the size of your body doesn't determine the size of your journey. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I, I look at it this way. My whole purpose and my whole drive is I, I, I understand and I, I totally support it. Listen, there's no right or wrong. I understand some people are like, oh, we're plus size. We want to have, you know, I do events and stuff that are like, you know, just plus size. I get all mm-hmm. that. But I think it's more important to create an environment, to walk into an environment that's acceptable on all ends of the size spectrum. Mm. So whether it's size, fitness level, because listen, you could be on the smaller end of the size spectrum right? Mm-hmm. But your fitness level could be on the upper end, meaning like, you know, skinny fat, you know, if you were for that. you have a resting heart rate of 80 and not 40. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So the size of your body is the way to your inside your journey. And I think what's more important is to figure out how you want to feel. Mm. Number one, what's important to you is to feel. Number two, what things sound fun to you? What do you always want to do? Take away weight limitation, take away all that. Just dream for a moment. How this sounds like fun. Because we're going to keep showing up for the things that are fun. Mm-hmm. And then to look at this and say, if I work out with somebody who's plus size, I think it has less to do with the body of other people. And I think it's more important to be with people who are like, hey, I saw the struggle too. I totally get where you're coming from. We have similar stories. I am not my circumstances. Mm-hmm. We are moving towards this way. So it is not your job to make sure I do my workout. It is not your job to make sure I show up. It is not your job to lift me up because I choose not to get back on my feet. I am not going to energy vampire on you and dump on you. That is not size exclusive. Mm. So I think it's more important to be with people who are of the mindset that you have, who are moving towards the same place, and that doesn't have a size. So I think that we put too much emphasis on the size of the body, and I get the reason for that, to have a sense of belonging. But it's more important to work with people who are of the same mindset or working towards a particular mindset and that you guide each other, but you're never having to pick each other up. Like you can lift each other, but you're never picking each other up. Mm -hmm. That's more important. Wow. That was powerful too. And I love that. I love that perception. I think you're, I think you're spot on with that. So let's, let's say that there's a woman who has a longer fitness journey um, ahead Uh of her. What, uh-huh. what would you tell her? Like she's just getting started. She feels like, okay, this is, I have a journey. It's going to be a while. I, it's not five pounds. What do you tell her as she's getting started? Well, number one, she's already telling me she's already focused on the destination. Mm. She's already focused on the number. I have a longer journey ahead of me based on what? And when you break that down, it is going to come down. It depends on who she's talking to. Yeah. Okay. So sometimes if she's talking to somebody who's quote unquote on the smaller end, she's in, the first thing she's talking about is her goal is the weight loss. Uh-huh. When she talks to somebody who maybe visually, because you know initially we all go off visual, right? Right. So maybe visually might understand where they're coming from. Yeah. She's going to talk about, I want to be able to play with my kids. Mm-hmm. I want to be here for my kids. I want to be. Uh, this came from one of the girls in my group. Like I always have the credit for her, Jana. She says um, being in my group was she became an active participant in her life. That's freaking powerful. That is. Okay? Yeah. So when she has a longer journey, we're already created a destination and an end. Mm. So what is she working towards, right? But when you look at this journey and say, here's where I am right now, how, it's more important for her to say, how do I learn? 
to celebrate non-scale victories? How do I make this shift as someone who speaks so negatively that I would never allow these words to pass my lips? Like I could never look at my children and say the things to them that I say to myself because they're so hurtful and painful. How do I shift that? Mm. How do I show up tomorrow? How do I show up the next day? Where do I give myself permission to have a moment? See, all of that has nothing to do with definite destination because here's the deal, Amber. Mm-hmm. If you put you and I together on a stage, we look different, mm-hmm. but we are no different. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea that somehow you are at your destination or that your journey is not as long mm-hmm. is what's holding us back from moving forward. Mm-hmm. So if we can just look at the moment and celebrate that. Look at the day. So celebrating a moment to a day is actually a big leap. But if we can start practicing celebrating a moment, a small accomplishment, even if it's today I woke up and took a breath because somebody woke up today and took the last, Mm -hmm. that is gratitude for the greatness of our bodies. And just because we use food to numb ourselves, but now that we're finding by moving our bodies, even at was 375 pounds and swing side to side for two to three minutes, if somebody made the judgment that that's not enough of a workout, they have never been in that body. Mm-hmm. And that movement was indeed enough of a workout. And it was absolutely valid to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Because in that moment, I hacked my happy. And I felt something that I hadn't felt in a long time. And it was on a cellular level, and I didn't realize it. So if we can break it down into those moments and just look at today or this moment and layer that in over time, guess what? The destination doesn't matter. The journey doesn't matter because you're doing something that aligns with how you want to feel and you're doing things that are fun for you. And guess what? You don't need the motivation to show up because all motivation is by definition is the general desire to do something. That is what motivation, the definition of it is. And you don't need courage. And all courage is, is the ability to step into your fear and not be paralyzed by it. Mm-hmm. So we start breaking down those words into the, the smaller meanings of what they actually mean and what this journey actually is for you and start doing things that are fun. You're always going to show up for you. Mm-hmm. And so I always help them align with what's fun for me. What do I show up for? Come hell or high water. What is the one thing that I'll show up for that nobody can stop me from? It could be a craft. It could be, you know, somebody say playing their you know, grandkids or whatever that is. Do you know that feeling? Yeah. Would it, can anybody stop you from doing that? Absolutely not. That is like appointment time for me. How does that feel? And you break that down. Now let's go find a physical, physical activity that aligns with that feeling. Cause you've already told me it's possible for you. You've just have been doing the wrong activities. So that was a really long explanation about what you just asked no, me, but it. that's my mindset. Um, and what, I, that's how I live my life and that's how I teach. Well, I love that you brought up by just even saying, I have a long way to go. You're like that. You're already focusing on the destination and that's the yep. wrong thing to be focusing on. So what, like yep. what a light bulb moment. And, and hopefully I, I hope that some of you listening who maybe have said that to yourself or you're thinking that, oh gosh, I have so long to go that when you are focusing on that, you're focusing on the wrong things. You're focusing on that destination and what is more powerful is focusing on the health gains and how you want to feel and how you, I love the idea of gratitude. I think if we can even, you know, your fitness journey can start with gratitude. Like what an amazing yeah. thing that if we just said, you know what, I'm starting my fitness journey today. I'm going to start being grateful for the things I do have rather than focusing on what I want in the future. That's a yeah. powerful place to start your journey. It, it's huge. And here's, here's the secret. Here's the truth. 
the destination still comes up for me. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I love that you're honest about that. Listen, I cannot have a positive mindset or, you know, have these new ways of thinking if I didn't validate and make it very clear that I lived 40 years of my life beating myself up. Yeah. I'm 45. I spent the majority of my life in a very unhealthy relationship with myself. And I've spent the past five years. Now, the best part is because I'm focused on those, you know, the past five years are really sh- like the massive amount of shifts in my mindset. They're more powerful right now, but the gizmo can turn into the gremlin. Okay. So there are moments that voice doesn't go away. You just quiet it. And the important part is that you recognize that it's happening. And just because you have the thought you get present with it does not equate a spiral out of control. Mm. It's Mm -hmm. just being present to, oh, well, I just focus on that destination. Mm -hmm. And the moment I focus on destination, if I put like, for example, in July, I'm, I'm speaking on the stage. Okay. So I'll, I'll be speaking. So if I said, okay, for that event, I need to lose X amount of weight by this date. Here's what I know. I will gain times two the weight that I said I need to lose by that time. Mm-hmm. It does not work well in my mind. It does not work well with my mindset. So to be aware, those things will still come up mm-hmm. to recognize it sit with it for a moment, be fascinating, curious about it. Like if people say about my body, like I'll people say to me, I'm afraid to lose weight because I'm afraid of loose skin. Mm. I'm like, I would be more afraid of diabetes amputation. That scares me. Yeah. The loose skin. I just stay fascinating and curious about how my body shifts and changes. Mm. I love that. These are my battle scars. Yeah, that's it. Mine are visual. But if you look at any other body on the beach, we all have texture and skin and lumps and bumps. Look at nature. We look at nature and how majestic it is. We look at, you know, the mountains and we look at the lumps and the bumps and the texture and how the light hits it. And, you know, the light hits it a certain way, like it's gorgeous. It amplifies, right? But we're in the dressing room and the light hits a certain way and our texture amplifies. We're beating up on ourselves. But in nature, we're celebrating it. Listen, we come from the same cloth. Mm-hmm. If we can celebrate the majestic imperfections of nature or look at artwork up close and see how messy true art is at like a, like a, like literally with your nose away from the art, the museum will let you do that. You will discover how beautiful the imperfections are that created this, this majestic thing. And we, we come from the same place. Mm-hmm. We live in the same earth. We are not a mistake. And if our journey is more visual because we have loose skin and we are concerned that that loose skin is going to diminish our worth or we're not as beautiful, the skin in your body is the skin in your body. It is your journey. I have not met one plus size woman that I have worked with. I've worked with a lot of women that has not overcome some very powerful things. It's not many that would any one of them would send somebody running to the hills and quit. Mm-hmm. These are women who have overcome some stuff. And just because we wear it in our body, does not diminish our worth. And the idea that I can't have loose skin or bat wings and things like that, that this remnant, no, you know what that says? That says you're a warrior. That says you went to war and you came back and you won. Mm -hmm. And the resulting effect is a little bit of loose skin. So what? That's me giving you a standing ovation. I, uh, so much good stuff in there. I especially want to pull out what you said about, that we're going to fall back into some of these, these thought patterns and that we yeah. can notice it and we can note it yeah. and we can take the emotion out of it. Cause I think a lot of times 
it comes up and we, we think it. And then we're like, we beat ourselves down because we're like, I'm not supposed to feel that way. Or we feel shame or we're like, I'm not doing it right. Um, and if we can just notice it and, and get rid of the emotion associated with it, that that can help us to continue on our journey. Um, that self judgment, I feel like we as women are real good at. Yeah. I was working out today and I, you know, I don't do box jumps. And so I got the six inch pad and said, today I'm doing a box jump. I did a six inch box jump. I am celebrating that. I didn't need the 18 inches. I did a six inch mm-hmm. box jump. That is outside of my comfort zone. I did that today. I accomplished it. Guess what I know now? I'm going to try the 12 inches next time, but if it's not ready for that, okay, I can come back to this. And guess what? Every time I jump, when I jump, um, when I go up, my belly apron goes up. And when I come down, it slams back down. And oh, because I take a lot of video when I work out. Mm-hmm. And there's a cellulite and there's the jiggle. It doesn't bother me anymore. Like mm-hmm. I don't focus on it because I'm a pretty girl. Okay. I love the way I look. I celebrate the way I look. I love to get dressed. I love to wear tight clothes when I work out. Like, like I get all that. But I don't look at the cellulite or the jiggles and somehow allow that to diminish myself. And understand this is coming from a girl that saran wrapped herself under the clothes. Mm-hmm. That was work. Mm, that yeah. took time. But it took a lot of time and work to beat myself up to. Oh, the mechanism is the same. The mechanism is the same. If you can speak negatively about yourself, beat yourself up, pick yourself apart, here's the beautiful part. You already know the mechanism. Now we're just going to shift it. It's not a 180. It's a shift. It's like a one degree shift. I'm already doing all this. I know how to do this. Let me just shift it over here. That's it. It's that simple. It's amazing. So as I, I, I'm sure you've gone through this journey of, of getting comfortable with yourself and self-love and in the different bodies uh-huh. that you've been in, have you ever been judged silently or verbally because of the body you're in? And if so, like, how do you rectify that <laughs> in your head? Yeah. So you mean by others? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I had a personal trainer come to me once and say, I wouldn't do that exercise. I'm like, and I was so proud. And this is early, way earlier in my journey, like for the ones I'm sharing on social media. And I started sharing about how much weight I'd lost. And, you know, it might be a little different, but it, you know, how much weight I was lifting, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, honey, lifting a weight brush, a, a hairbrush right now would be a workout. <gasps> Needless to say, mm. oh. now, can I tell you something? Yeah. Now I got him fired. Now I'm not here Good. to ruin anybody's life. Okay. But I did go tell the gym, but there was truth in what he said. If you listen to it mm-hmm. for one moment, any activity. Now he didn't know he was making judgments looking at my body. Right. But I swayed side to side for two to three minutes and I gave, I forgave that guy mm-hmm. because the, the truth was, is that sometimes in the smallest movement can be enough. Of, that's not what he presented. It's not where he's coming from, mm-hmm. but it's how I also forgave my husband's business partner. Right. Cause every, I, I forgave my father hadn't seen, you know, for 18 and a half years, like mm-hmm. that, that that's not worth me holding on to that. So have I been judged? Yes. Mm-hmm. So there's the traditional things that have happened. They are few and far between, but there's another side because I'm in health and fitness and I'm known in the health and fitness space. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why you're successful in health and fitness is because you're fat. Oh, Oh, let's talk <laughs> about that one. Yeah. That's an or, interesting one. Yeah, that was, I was like, oh, interesting. Let's, let's dive into this one. And then the other one is, is those who are traditionally fit feel like their story isn't big enough so they can't connect with, because their, their, their heart uh-huh. center is, is a passion to help people. Uh-huh. That they wish they had my story. 
They wish they had my weight struggle. They wish that I had my health and fitness because it would help them in their business. And that's where we're getting it wrong. Interesting. Nobody wakes up in the morning and says, I want to be morbid, morbidly obese and not be able to lay on my back or be able to walk up a set of stairs. Nobody said, hey, I want to lose everything and struggle feeding my children. They never went without. Uh-huh. But it was definitely took work because they were chasing the pennies and leaving the dollars on the table. Mm-hmm. But in the industry, there's this whole other side is my story isn't big enough. Yeah. My yeah. journey isn't big enough. I can't make enough of an impact because I don't have what you have. And that's why you're successful. No. Mm. The reason why I'm successful is because I show, chose to show up transparently and authentically. And I didn't give a what of what anyone else thought anymore because I was done with that. Mm-hmm. That was the difference. I'm not here to dance. I'm not a dancing monkey. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not here to impress you. I don't like, for example, you know, again, I've, I've, I've helped so many people like in my journey and things like that. And them embracing this idea of being a plus size health and fitness motivator. And they, they use that title and things, but here's what I'm seeing them happening. They're not moving outside of their modifications. Mm. They're not progressing on the journey. You know why? Because they're afraid if they progress that they won't be able to build a business based off of what they look like right now. And I went up. Oh, Wow. Okay, I created this monster. Yeah. I created this. Now I need to fix it. Mm-hmm. We have a responsibility to show progress in some degree, but to be transparent when we have a fallback. And just because you have a setback, just because something goes wrong, it does not mean that you're not still progressing forward. Mm-hmm. You didn't quit. You just had a setback, a necessary one. A, you're, you're a human being. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like human experiences happen. It's ridiculous to think that because I'm on this journey, the universe is going to stop all problems, all situations. They just go perfectly for the next 60 days. So again, I can hit my weight loss goal, right? That's not reality. Mm-hmm. And so there's this, there's this interesting this ha- thing that's happening as I look at these people and I'm so glad that these voices are being raised. But when you call yourself something and you call yourself plus size, and I always have to do a little work with that afterwards, plus can't be a negative. I love the term plus size but it's keeping you where you are or you're staying where you are because you're afraid that your progress will hurt your business or that you're on the traditionally side of fit and that you can't help more people mm. because you don't have a big enough story. That's, that's you focusing on the niche. Mm-hmm. And I'll, you're, not, you're not saying, here's my gift, here's my math, here's my message, here's my passion, and this is who I'm intended to help, not everyone. It's like, I have to have more. But we have a responsibility to continue to grow. And growth does not necessarily mean two pounds lost on the scale this week. Mm-hmm. Growth can be, I had a setback. And I, in the past, I would handle it this way. Yes. Today, moving forward, I handle it this way. That has yeah. progress. And, that's and progress. here's how I can do it even better. Yes. And here's how I can do it even better next time. Mm-hmm. Now I've got a plan. Mm-hmm. You see? Yeah. So it's, it's really interesting watching this. I'm always a, an observer and like I said, I, I appreciate what I've done with plus size fitness and plus size women finding that themselves, but I have a responsibility and a duty and point that out. Mm-hmm. That's I really will good. always speak truth. That was You're really keeping really yourself good. in where you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Last question before you tell us where to find you. What are oh. you currently working on? Like, what are your current goals, health and fitness wise? So I don't have a weight loss goal. I used to say I wanted to break into Wonderland. Um, but I don't have one. So I'm 265 right now. Whatever I weigh is what I weigh. Continue to improve on my nutrition, um, layer up in that, continue to improve in my fitness, but always come from a place of fueling my mind and my body. Um, 
So for me, I just, I keep showing up. I keep making things interesting. I keep doing new fun things. So my new thing right now is I love heavy weight training um, in spin class. And I just tried this new format today. That was uh, a new weight training program. It's like a 12-round thing. It was a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah. So I'm always just doing fun, exciting things. I don't know how else to answer that question. <laughs> love, love it. Love it. All right. Uh, so if people want to find you, how can they learn more about you? What kind of things do you have to offer? Okay, so the easiest way to find me is Coach Tulane. You can find me on YouTube at Coach Tulane. Um, on Instagram, it's I am Tulane. But if you look up Coach Tulane, I'll you know, drag you to my actual page. Um, I have a podcast called Fit As No Size. I have a community called Fit As No Size. And I am, I'm so excited. Um, I just joined this new platform. It's, uh, I am the plus size health and fitness motivator among all these celebrity trainers on a platform called playbook and I'm so excited we just launched that with a brand new coach human workout yes. and it's um the first yeah I'm so excited it's such an honor um it's a beginner level weight training workout where I take them through the process and each it's uh how I changed my life 14 days at a time I have a podcast on that so we focus on two weeks at a time each two weeks is a new level um, and it helps them build that confidence in themselves, make decisions. They can actually take this information, learn about their body, learn some basics about um, weight training, and be able to apply it to any other program that's out there. So they really want to expand people's repertoire versus feeling like this is the only option. Because we know that's not the case. You know what yeah. I mean? You always learn and grow. So there'll be more workouts coming out of that. But yes, I now have my own workout program, which is super exciting. That is so cool. So Playbook is what it's called? Well, yeah. So don't go to the Playbook app. You're like, hey, I want to do this. Okay. If I can give you the link to provide it. Yes, I will put listen. it in the show notes. Want, I would love that because I want people to say, oh my gosh, I was inspired by this. This is where I'm coming through. And so they could see that because that makes the most impact. Because guess what? That opens the door for more diversity in these areas as well. Yeah. Awesome. So the show notes will be at bicetterbabies.com forward slash 44. And we'll make sure to link up everything that Tulin has talked about so that you can, can check it out. I love it. Thank you so much, Tulin. I mean, I feel like you're my sister from another mister. Like you just, I just love what you say. I just sit here and just like nod my head and just want to give you an amen and a praise Jesus and all the things. Um, you're, (laughs) you're amazing. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Amber. Wasn't that awesome? Don't you just love her? I think, I don't know. I just, I really resonate with the things that she says and the person that she is. And I've actually met Coach Tulin in real life and she is the exact same in real life as she was on the podcast, as she is on her social media channels. So I really encourage you to check out her stuff, go and message her on Instagram or Facebook and let her know your takeaways from this episode. And if this was enjoyable to you, if you found value into it, I would love, love, love if you would share it with any of your friends or family members and go and leave a review on iTunes. Uh, Hit subscribe, leave a review. Those really do help to grow the podcast. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friends, you can do anything. Hold up, sister friend. Do you love Biceps After Babies Radio? If so, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. I know every podcaster wants you to leave a review, but it's because those reviews help the podcast to reach more people. And I do truly want to know what you think. If this particular episode resonated with you, will you also please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your friends and family why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at biceps.after.babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. 
And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.